think fiction is your ally. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 25. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me as always, Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Today we're reviewing season three, episode six of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes. It featured five stories that defied explanations. Some of them were based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact and which are fiction, and we'd love you guys listening to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like a strange story, you'll like our show. We'll summarize those stories, we'll make our own predictions, and then at the end, we'll find out the truth together. Now, as you probably noticed, I didn't say Chris's name, Chris, for for listeners of the show. Chris is one of our hosts. What happened to Chris? Chris is at a wedding. He's at a wedding Mm. that I will soon be joining him for. Mm. Likely story. And immediately he regretted booking the week ahead. He was like, I I should do the right thing. I should go visit family. He, you know, he didn't go home for Christmas. So Mm -hmm. he's, you know, and now he never visit family. Yeah. Never visit family. I think is the, (laughs) is the takeaway. Um, So uh, in, in Chris's stead, we have someone uh, subbing in. This is Muhammad El Masri. Did I pronounce that right? That's right. Okay. It's a, it's a real departure from Chris. Like, it's a real, <laughs> it's a, yeah. Chris. It just feels like an extreme measure. Yeah, exactly. Chris Muhammad. You are a television writer, mm-hmm. and you're working on the show Here and Now, and that's HBO, correct? Correct. And this is Alan Ball who created this show? Alan Ball, uh, one of the, yeah, in the pantheon of... TV writers, he created the show. Right, he's a legend. I mean, he's created, yeah. you know, some of the most notable, memorable. I mean, Six Feet Under is so many people's favorite show of all time. Mark, hi. How did this guy get on the show? Oh, how, how do we know this That's person? A good um, I work with Muhammad. That's you true. also work on here. I and work now. on here and now. I was um, yes. uh, uh, an assistant to a producer, and then moved over recently into the writer's room and I asked every writer and Muhammad was the only one that was free. So. Right. <laughs> nice. That's good. I asked Which, every- What number was I? Was I like number... You were number one. No. I oh. Oh. He told like, oh. all of them that. I feel like Charlie may have gotten the first Char- Charles has yeah. kids and lives in Orange County. But I feel like he got the first approach. <laughs> was Charlie. I feel in my bones that that's where he went first. We'll never know. Well, you know. So, Muhammad, we like to ask our guests... Where do you fall on the spectrum of I believe in ghosts all the way over to people that believe in ghosts are crazy? My, I mean, my honestly, I'm uh, I want to believe. That's the best way. I mean, it's that okay, it's, that X, it's that X Files. <laughs> I want to. I mean, I I I am actually interested in just how I think there's always a kind of way to get at what we interpret as ghosts or spiritual things, but it's happening in some sort of physical scientific place that. That we just don't understand. We don't know. I mean, this this notion that we know everything about the universe and we can measure it and see it and all that stuff. I mean, that's obviously not true. But just from a from a totally geek place of of genre love and 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 hope, you know, yeah, of course, the ghosts. You know, I think the aliens are out there and they're going to come and kill us all. We could no, we could use a little aliens. I think aliens of, would bring us together right now. 
Oh, we Aww. could definitely bring the oh, aliens. Oh, that's true. Bring yeah. them. I think it'd be a, very much a Star Trek thing where they would land and we go, we're not so different from each other. Like, we would certainly sorry. go, we're very different from the aliens, kill them all, but yeah. we... <laughs> Maybe we'd kind of like maintain relations, good relations. Oh, we would unify in the killing them all. Of exactly. Yes. That okay. sounds like a human thing to do. Yes. Yes. Good. Being somewhat skeptical, as you described, in terms of approaching things from a scientific perspective, do you have a story that you would describe as something that could be on the show Beyond Belief? Something that either supernatural or unexplainable in some way? There was a, a buddy of mine got lost in the, in, in the mountain ranges between Yemen and Oman on a road trip where there was no electricity, no lights, pitch black. We were lost for like an hour. And then we came upon this little like oasis in the middle of nowhere. It was gated and there were people like in this courtyard partying and dancing and whatever. And we pulled up the car and we were knocking on the gate, asking, you know, shouting, help us, help us. We need some help. Can you, we're lost and whatever. They didn't even register us. They were just kind of going about their business as if we weren't there. And then Did it we, even exist? That's the thing. Like we just wonder whether it was something that we just imagined. Or, or had you died and then they couldn't see you because you were th- like who's the ghost in that right. scenario? Yes. yes. Oh. So I know, like that. I don't know if that's supernatural, but I mean oh, it was yeah, very that's... is this some have we is this a nexus between us and have you crossed world? into some other yeah, yeah universe or something. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, I love know. that. That's cool. Mm. So that I mean, but, but I mean, I'm giving you the Coles notes of that trip. I mean, right. it was a whole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole journey felt very Cohen Brothers esque. So, Muhammad, mm. Mark said earlier you were his number one choice of writer mm-hmm. to ask on the show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of number one, we're going to go on to our first story today, which involves a number one. That was oh, great. That was a great was segue. Re- yeah. Thank you. That was a segue. Every, can add again, that every, every morning I brush my teeth <laughs> looking in the mirror thinking of segues playing number one by Nelly. Right. Let's go on to story number one, which is called Redline. Yeah, Chipper, you're redlining too early. Slow it down. Got a problem, man. It was at this point that I saw him. He came out of nowhere. I'd be very <laughs> curious to know when Days of Thunder and this episode came out, if they were near each other. Wasn't Days of Thunder like 80s? It was like 1990. So ten like years before 10 years. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So based on a true story from Days of Thunder. <laughs> that count, I think that counts in yeah, the unbelief. Counts as fact, right? I think we could go fact and just move on to story number two, which is, um, Kyle, what happened in this story? Give us a summary here. So this story is about Chipper Dunn, who is a NASCAR driver. So he's going around as fast as he can, faster than he's gone before. He's going around and around, testing the car out. And we flash to Tony, who's sort of the guy who is watching the dashboard of stuff and observing how his car is doing. And um, notice that there's a fuel leak in the car. And so uh, he tells him to stop and Chipper is not stopping. He's not stopping. And then all of a sudden Chipper sees this old timey race car. Eventually that car pulls in front of Chipper's car. Yeah, He spins out. He's forced to stop. And Tony runs over and he gets Chipper, helps Chipper out of the car. And they walk away from the car. And as they're walking away, Chipper's car blows up. And he was like, oh, man, if I had stayed in the car, I would have blown up with it. But this old timey race car with a number one on the side of this Bugatti came in front of me and stopped. And that car, nobody else could see. And Tony's granddaddy drove a Bugatti with the number one on it and died. 
Yeah, he's a race car driver. Yeah, which he didn't know beforehand. So is it possible that a man could have seen a ghost that warned him to stop racing and save his life? So he wouldn't blow up. Yeah, Yeah, so he wouldn't blow up. What did you guys think? What what stood out to you about this story? Did he die on that? Racetrack, he didn't specify no. that his father died. I yeah. thought it was a crucial, like... So it's like a haunted like, speedway. This speedway was haunted. Ooh, a haunted speedway. So unless, that unless the dad's <laughs> ghost transported to this speedway... Right. Well, that's the question. That's is, is, is You know, typically hauntings... <laughs> As the ghostly expert, oh um, no! Are you going to dive into the ghostly uh, rules? I'm going to. I'm going to attempt based on my knowledge of television and film. <laughs> based on your knowledge of Chris's knowledge on the yeah, podcast, exactly. I ha- I know that there are multiple types of hauntings. Locations can be haunted, but I also know people can be haunted. Mm-hmm. Like for example, in Paranormal Activity. The uh, psychic comes in to like do a scan of the house, and he goes oh, this thing's attached to you. She's like, we're going to leave. We're going to leave the house. He's like, it won't matter. It will follow you, which is the most terrifying thing because it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not about the house. So I wonder if maybe the grandfather or sorry, the granddaddy, uh, (laughs) as they continually (laughs) refer to him in this episode, I wonder if he's kind of like followed his grandson, you know, just kind of watching over him as he's been maintaining cars and Mm -hmm. been on the racetrack. And so he's at the ready to save someone's life at any moment. It does seem strange that the grandfather of somebody else would come in and 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 save and just save another person. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. your, there was there was a yeah. there was a lot of emphasis on like the speed and like that he was maxing it out. Right. <laughs> there was speed, a lot of knobs and colors yeah. and the knobs and this and the gas and the radio started. You're about to blow. You know there was a lot of that. <laughs> she like, can't take it. Can't, she can't yeah. take it anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, so what could be the kernel of truth of this one? That this chipper guy had maybe heard about Tony's dad or granddad yes. driving this Bugatti. Maybe he was a famous racer. And then he was driving really fast. Maybe he got super hot in his car, yeah, or whatnot, exactly. which it does in oh, those. And, and he and got a little fumes. delirious. And the fumes. They and talked the about fumes, the fuel leak. The speed. He was pulling some Gs. Oh. Got a little mm-hmm. delirious, yes. sort of spun out. And yeah. he was like, I saw your granddad. Dude. Whoa. And then no, it, no way. Yeah. No, like, that doesn't happen. What? I honestly feel like that actually does <laughs> happen. Like, he, no, I'm just saying what he's not happen? gonna. He's not gonna hallucination. Well, hallucination, yeah. but, but he's gonna hallucinate at that moment when he's about to die and probably starting to freak out. He's gonna hallucinate that yeah. he saw an old timey. Well, it's the fumes and it's the speed and it's the heat. Yeah. And it's the, it's it's, can we just illustrate for the listener just? All of our reactions when suddenly this, you know, what, 1920s (laughs) race car pulls up next to him and he's like wearing like an Amelia Earhart, it's like an Amelia Earhart like (laughs) scarf flapping in the breeze (laughs) with the goggles and he's like, pull over, you know, it was just, we all were like, what is happening? It came out of left field. Let's go ahead and move on to predictions. First up, Kyle, fact or fiction? I believe what I said. I think he got a little delusional while he was pulling some G's and got overheated. And I th- believe it's fact. Mark? No, there's no way somebody else's ancestors, unrelated by blood, come in to warn somebody. Fiction. Tiffany? I also felt like that subplot felt kind of forced and it was a weird way of tying it all together that felt writery. So I'm also going to say fiction. Yeah, same. It felt very written. So, uh, yeah, fiction. All right, I'll go last. And do I think it's possible that a guy could have hallucinated? I do. Fact. 
let's go ahead and flip a coin. Now, if I flip and I get heads, the coin is going to predict fact. And if I flip and get tails, the coin's going to predict fiction. The reason we do this is to see if all of the analysis and discussion that we do can just be beaten by random chance. Right. We'll find out at the end of the show which is which. Let's go ahead and flip. Fact. All right, so we've oh. all logged our predictions. The coin is voted fact. And now let's go ahead and move on to the second story of today's episode, which is called Two Sisters. How you doing, sis? I know what you're trying to do with Kevin. You're taking advantage of a very caring man at his most vulnerable moment. Must be the painkillers talking. I'm just being a loving sister. Isn't that what you always wanted? Rhoda, I am warning you. Leave my family alone. Many wedding dresses are handed down mother to daughter. Sister to sister. Mother to daughter, I get. I've never <laughs> I've never heard of a sister handing a wedding dress down. I feel like the, the age gap is too close. The sister would want to hold on to it. Even and with keep a bigger it. age gap, like there's there's not that same sort of tradition there. Yeah, they it just sounds yeah. it feels actually kind of a little like feels like you're not like having Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. you're not having your own kind of experience, right? Yeah, though I guess that does kind of fit into the subplot of the story. It really does. Uh, And I'll go ahead and summarize this one. This one's pretty interesting, actually. So Camille, super sweet girl. She's getting married. She has a sister named Rhoda. They have a very strained relationship. So Camille gets married to her husband, Kevin. Rhoda's jealous about this. And quite suddenly, after the wedding, Camille contracts a very rare disease and dies. And on her deathbed, she's talking with Rhoda, her sister, and she says, you know, hey, look, stay away from my husband. And at the funeral, Camille's wearing her wedding dress. She's buried in the dress per her wishes. Rhoda steals the dress off her lifeless corpse, (laughs) stows it away, moves in on the husband of the ex-husband now, ends up marrying him, and on her wedding day, wears the wedding dress that Camille originally wore. But she's not looking great. She's sweating. She's uh, having like a little bit of heat stroke look going on. And then she falls over and dies as well. (laughs) The coroner's report says that she died of a severe allergic reaction to embalming fluid. And this one's quite, I'm going to say right away, yeah, this is, is it possible that what are you someone, doing? Hold on. Is it possible <laughs> that someone could have an allergic reaction Jesse's to embalming very fluid? very excited about this. I can't get the image out of my head of her stripping her sister's <laughs> dead body naked, <laughs> taking off her own dress, and switching it. Like, yes. how long does that take? And what take? if the uh, mortician or whoever came in while yeah. she's naked with her naked yes. dead sister, <laughs> yes. switching dr- like, like that image well, she just switched, really scares she switched me. the dresses? Yeah, there was a line that so said... she was wearing the wedding dress when they left the... Oh, <laughs> yeah, the that makes sense. No, no one no, noticed. that means that the dead sister has whatever she was wearing on. But, then yeah, but, she, but wearing? she wore the wedding dress out of the funeral yeah. home. What's so hard about this story is, one, it feels like a Lifetime movie. Like, it feels like <laughs> it's just, it's ripped from, yeah. you know, one of, it's sort of very melodramatic soap opera kind of narrative so there already kind of has that making it feel writery it was a very evil sister vibe like it just it does feel like you know a tropey yeah. you know but maybe evil that sister i didn't even know there was such a thing as an evil haircut yeah. until this moment until in my Rhoda life. popped up into your life yeah but couldn't that just be the the added part the added element by the writers i mean i'm i think there's stories of 
a sister dying and then like another sister oh. marrying the mm-hmm. same person oh, so or vice versa. Oh, is that what they do? They, like the, they, the writers kind of embellish the Well, yeah. I we, mean, we, we debate. We debate. Yeah, we, we debate how much of to. the story, how much of a fact story is actually factual. Right. Yeah, we have right. rules. I think we hope at least 20% is fact. Well, <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm on the low end. I do tend to believe that if a story is fact, the story as reported is roughly 75% or more accurate okay. to what's reported. I think that, but I also think the kind of explanations for why they're saying it's fact can be completely yeah. bullshit. There's also the element of like, just from having watched my boss's old show, Six Feet Under, mm-hmm. and knowing enough from that, that <laughs> there's a lot that goes into like body preparation and to get the body into the piece of clothing. Yes. And all I'm sure the, they're cutting the, the clothing oh, and stitching it back They're gluing, they're stitching, they're re, like shaping body parts. Yep. There's all this stuff that happens. It's insane. So how, it is insane. How could this be factual? What I mean, it seems possible. Well, it it seems like, possible that it could be this. I mean, some Maybe she ripped the dress off, then she'd the have to have it tailored yeah. and fixed up and everything like mm. that um that's certainly possible i, I think we were yeah. good i think let's go ahead and move on to predictions we no. we've got a note oh, tiffany's like well, i'm not good, no, um, good. Just, mark why don't you kick us off your factor fiction okay now i'm a little confused and conflicted <laughs> <laughs> i thought maybe the dress part was just like she got it a different way but then the embalming chemical she had to have gotten it off of her dead body otherwise that story doesn't happen Oof. but i'm still gonna go fact yeah. all right mohammed I, the whole uh, the whole aspect of undressing her and putting on the dress and putting a dress and switching the dresses, it just completely. I, I don't see how that happens without being caught or seen or noticed or. So it's for me, it's it's uh, it's fiction. All right, yeah. I'll go next. This story screams fact to me. It's so plausible, but I've been convinced by the dress <laughs> argument. I'm going fiction. You swayed the group, Mohammed. I mean, not me. But. <laughs> Tiffany, just, what are you putting think? my writer's room brain on? <laughs> Your knowledge of embalming yes. <laughs> procedures. <Yes. laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of in the same same boat as uh, Jesse. I was very much leaning fact. I mean, people do some pretty messed up things, but I feel like this one, uh, I'm going to go fiction on this God one. Damn it. Kyle. When I really think about this story, it becomes 100% a comedy to me right the whole dress switching scene the scumbag pervert husband that wants yeah. to sleep with both sisters I know. it just it's too damn funny and fake it is fiction yeah all right guys let's flip a coin oh unanimous except for mark fact oh Ooh, and oh, the coin. Right. oh cool that's, well, awesome. mark, that's always good mark at least you have the coin uh yeah. in your corner right. let's go ahead and move on to story number three which is called eclipse you must first believe my story. The others don't. They think I'm mad. I assure you, I'm not mad. I'm not the others, Mr. Ludovic. One year ago, I took a trip to Romania to do some research. That's when it happened. The attack. Here we go. No, Total eclipse of the heart. Time, I was falling Bonnie Tyler. How did I, I know that? It's that smoky... 
smoky rasp. Yeah, she's got the smoky rasp. It's like a foggy night and a full moon. This story doesn't have anything to do with 80s music, but it does have to do with an eclipse. Uh, Muhammad, give us a breakdown here. What was the, what what went down? So we kick off on a two-hander between this detective interrogating basically his prisoner slash patient, like like in a psych ward or something, Mr. Uh, Ludenberg, uh, because he thinks he is uh, a werewolf. And and then he warns them, you know, you got to, you know, move me out of this room because there's a window and there's going to be an eclipse of the moon tonight. And eclipse of the moon basically kill werewolves is from what I understand. Mm. And he asks for a transfer to a windowless room. And then the, you know, the detective has to go to his boss and kind of go, hey, we got to move this guy. You know, whether we believe him or not, why take the risk? And the boss is like throat cancer guys just kind of like <laughs> oh we're not gonna yeah. move them I absolutely not absolutely God, everyone not. was waiting to yeah. do their voice of this guy everybody no nope, not me yeah <laughs> throat cancer warden was like no <laughs> and so they didn't move him and then lo and behold uh the eclipse happens uh he dies they wheel ludenberg out of the room dead on a stretcher the detective comes in closes the door to the room and the back of the door are all these claw marks uh, and like blood, you know, from the hand that's been clawing at the, at the door. Which is like the what, first moment that we have in the entire story of any kind of supernatural anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this, so this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that a guy was or believed himself to be a werewolf such to a degree that an eclipse actually killed him, and then there was physical evidence. This is what TV calls a bottle episode. We used all of our money Mm -hmm. on the race car exploding, (laughs) and we need to just sit two people in a room and have them chat. Well, you yeah. got you got some shots of him walking through like a library. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was <laughs> yeah. a little bit of that flashback. Library shot because <laughs> oh, yeah. he found he... all these occult books and stuff. Oh right? yeah, yeah. That's how we learned that ex- about. That's how we learned about the eclipse. He got that book that, that side job at yeah. the library. Yeah. So sent him definitely a book sounds like a movie. I, this was the note that I wrote for that. I said he keeps referencing receiving books from Romania. You're not yeah. in a, a part of a Romanian book club? Mark, you and I are part of the oh, same right. Romanian book club. Just sure. I just found it strange that he, he would keep like it's these two guys just, Theory. you know, talking back and forth and and the whole time I'm thinking fact? Yeah. Nothing yeah. has happened here. It was actually there is, there is an element of like can you believe something enough to basically manifest it in your in your life? Yeah. Like he feared the eclipse so much that maybe that fear is what ultimately killed him. Well, one of the things that Mark and I received in our Romanian book club was the <laughs> Romanian secret from Romanian Oprah. That, Man, you're that, really pushing this joke. I, I appreciate the commitment. Thank you. I love yeah. the movie Romaning the Stone. Guys, <laughs> Ro- one in Romania. Well, you know my favorite type of lettuce in a salad? Arugula, actually. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> wow, I'm trying to link it. I'm trying to make. So, it. guys, on the back okay. of the on the back of the door, didn't it look? It looked like human handprints, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, it looked like there was just a blood handprint. Of well, a that was just bad dude. production, but it was supposed to be claw marks. Does anyone know about werewolf lore enough to know if they have to see? I always thought that, like, when the when the full moon is out, boom, you're turning into a werewolf. Not. If I a werewolf has to see the full moon, because he's like, if you transfer me to a room with no windows, then I'll be fine. I, I was think like, that's what? Just for the eclipse? Yeah, yeah that was specifically yeah. for just the eclipse. Well, I think in the movies, yes, yeah, they see it. It's very cinematic. But I think the the, the the lore of it is that actually it's the moon itself 
right a, the full moon's effect on the earth and the magnetic thing a thing and yeah, i haven't yeah. heard of you this eclipse need, no like, the eclipse thing yeah you know, the eclipse was the thing that doesn't allow you to turn into a werewolf but that it just kills you it's but you have to see the eclipse there you go and in, in, uh, expe- yeah. in this lore yes, in, anyway in this lore. so why don't they the just curtains, we mentioned yeah we mentioned it why don't they just put a blackout curtain on his cell that's well a, they're not going to give him a blackout curtain that could he could he could tie that up into a little what's thing he going to do hang himself the reason you put the curtain there is because he doesn't want to die but also you can even if there's a maybe that's a Long con. Even if there's a window, you can hide from the window. Yeah, close your eyes. Go to sleep. He wasn't in quite a a sound state of mind to make some of these rational. That's very true. um, But I mean, someone could have been like, "You can sit in the corner." Like the detective would be like, "You can hide from the window." You got your mattress right there. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to predictions. I'll go first. I think that this was written as a bottle episode, and if it was true, they would have actually put some more production design into it. So hmm. I'm going fiction. Kyle. We had vampires being popular. I knew we, you were going to bring We had that. zombies being popular. Guys, I want werewolves back. I freaking love werewolves. Fact. Muhammad. It just does feel very, like, constructed, writing-wise, and researched uh, quickly and badly. Uh, so, uh, fiction. Just the way Beyond Belief yeah. likes to do it. It's their bread and butter. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. I believe that people can do weird things when they believe it enough. Um, but... I'm looking at the other ones down the way, <laughs> and I'm going to do the meta thing and uh, go fiction. Tiffany. I'm with Kyle on this one. I think that the story that came out, you know, unfortunately, uh, whether it was a coincidence or it was a manifestation of his own, like these things happen. So I'm going to say fact. All right. Let's flip a coin. Fiction. We've all logged our predictions, and let's go ahead and move on to story number four, which is called The Icebox. Brr. <laughs> I was going to do that. Look at this. What is it? It's an old icebox, like the kind my grandmother had. Everybody else owned a refrigerator, but she wouldn't give up that old icebox of hers. I remember you mentioning that a long time ago. This thing brings back a lot of memories. If you folks are interested in this antique icebox, I can make you a good deal on it. Do you guys remember <laughs> the Disney classic film Little Giants oh. from yes. 1994? Is this a baseball movie? Which no, yeah. it's a it's a oh, Pop football. Warner football movie okay. with Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis. That. Oh yeah. The girl, Rick Moranis' daughter, who plays on the boys' football team or wants to play on the boys' football team, her football name was the icebox. Oh. oh. Fact or fiction? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going that is true. I do that would be amazing if you it had seems, just made that up. It's too specific with too many specific details. Yeah, I'm going to go fact on that. I'm going to go fact on that story. That's true. All right, Mark, give us a breakdown here. What happened in the icebox? Sure. So we have Edwin and his wife. They're both elderly and they're traveling through the south in a heat wave. And Edwin is a little depressed. He you know having kind of a weird i guess third life crisis or something um and he used to be a doctor but he just can't practice anymore because of this depression edwin and his wife stop at this antique store and edwin notices an ice box that looks a lot like his grandmother's and he goes into this soliloquy or something about how <laughs> the ice box from his youth is kind of what got him to be a doctor and then all of a sudden, one of the gardeners outside has a heat stroke and they rush him in. They're like, we need ice. And then all of a sudden, of course, ice in the ice box and they save the man's life. And then you think that might be it. 
But no, because then Edwin notices his initials carved in the icebox, and he realizes it's the same icebox from his childhood. Yeah, so is it possible that an icebox in an antique store had ice in it? That they used to save the man's life. And I mean, there was a little more to it. They, they, they established that that icebox had come in earlier in the morning. Yeah. The owner of the antique shop said, well, it was delivered this morning. And then Jonathan Frakes at the end said, is it possible that the icebox was delivered yeah. with ice in it? We were all like, <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. That that tracks. I mean, the one, the one thing that did kind of bump me a little in terms of like, is this, this feels very neat, was the initials. I feel like if there, then the initials weren't there, I kind of went, oh, this, I totally get that this could possibly have happened. I totally feel like the writers could have added the initial part. Right. I feel like the story could have been that there was this icebox that resembled this icebox yeah. he used to see. Mm. There happened to be that's ice in it, and they helped somebody. That's a huge, huge And then they were can like, they, that's a huge liberty I don't think yeah. so. I think so. I was going to propose. If the guy telling the story no. swears up and down that this icebox was the one that he grew up yeah. with, the writers are going to be like, well, how can we convince the viewers that the guy truly believed it? Let's just add some initials. Then it'll make it concrete for the yeah. viewers. When in the actual story, the guy was like, yes, I swear that that was the but, icebox. But if you were interviewing the guy, you would immediately ask him back, well, how do, how you, do you, know? you know that? And he goes, because I knew. It but had, then I would then every I would, grain in that thing, yeah, I don't, every bump, every nick was the one I, I don't grew think, up with. I don't think. I don't think the initials are like a huge. Thank you. I it's was gonna. Huge. I was gonna. Propose, you are now on our yeah, show every no, time. Thank huge. you very much. It's, was, huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. Huge would be grandma walking in, going, "I put the ice in there. I put the ice." It's also, me. I like how. Or what if grandma rolls in in an old timey car <laughs> and she with points Amelia to Earhart the car and she points to the ice box and then he's like oh in the ice box what's in the and ice she's box in and her she's wedding like, dress oh gosh, she's guys, like, oh. it's a beyond belief cinematic universe <laughs> the, one, the one thing that i don't know if this was like a just a very just kind of a cinematic choice or whatever was just that that the ice box is water broke like it just kind of went, <laughs> oh, yeah. kind of went you know just like that little moment of the water going tells me the ice <laughs> arrived mm -hmm. in that instance. But see, that's where the, the perspective comes okay. in, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay. that's where I feel like the writers take a lot of liberties is because these stories are usually based from one person's perspective. Right. Of what that wouldn't strike me as a yeah. big addition or change. Like, it's kind of up to the viewer to imbue yeah. their own Well, you okay. need take a away. story to finish. Yeah. You need it for that. So yeah. so imagine this. Who, who's the guy who researches all these stories? What's his name? The, Robert, uh, Robert, uh, Robert Trailens. Robert Trailens. So Robert Trailens is, is going around the United States finding stories for his book yeah. for the show and he comes across this antique store in the middle of nowhere and that crazy ass dude from this episode comes out and he's like you got any stories to go I can't go store for you I'm going to make an ice no, in the icebox one day and Kyle's I'm going to say some people story <laughs> I gotta say that accent that Kyle just did 100% accurate to the actor <laughs> not offensive it's not our fault yeah it's not, it it's was 100% okay. I feel accurate. like the throat cancer people are going to be writing in <laughs> they're going to be writing in oh, throat God. cancer people are our Sorry. seventh biggest listener Behind we forget the rest. Yeah, exactly. Go, yes. Something about Brazilians. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move <laughs> no, on. No, the Romanians are number six. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, seven is, yeah. Seven Let's is. go ahead and yeah, move okay. on to predictions. Mohammed, first up, what do you think? Fact or fiction? I just buy it. I buy it. I mean, and, and you know, the ice could have been there mm -hmm. on delivery. And <laughs> I just, I, I want to believe this one. It's a fact. All right, I'll go next. I think it was a hot day in the valley. And the writers were really pissed. And then someone talked about their old grandmother's icebox. And they were like, hey, you know, 
Let's make that into a Beyond Belief story fiction. Oh, that is pretty good. Kyle. <laughs> Do I believe that a doctor was in an antique store on a hot day and there was a piece of furniture that looked familiar to him? Yeah, of course. Fact. <laughs> Mark. Truth can be as cold as ice. Box. Fact. <laughs> All right, Tiffany, (laughs) Tiffany. That was rough. Not going to do a pun. Um, I agree with Muhammad on this. I feel like as soon as I saw Icebox, I thought this was fact because I was like, what writer is going to put an Icebox in such a pivotal part of a story? So I'm going to say fact. All right, let's flip a coin. Fact. We've all logged our predictions, and now let's go on to the fifth and final story of today's episode, which is called The Gathering. I wasn't expecting anyone. Oh, it's probably just one of the neighbors with some homemade jam. Yes? Oh, my. Shut up, bunch of old ninnies, before I kill you all. Tiffany, you're going to do the summary on this one. And I got to say, oh, so I excited. think this is, I think you won yes. the random oh lottery. My God. On this one. Yes, you yeah. won. I totally did. I, I, love, I love this story so much. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Um, just to set the stage a little bit, this is, this is pretty much Golden Girls meets Charmed in the best possible way. Um, with a little bit of the craft. With like a tiny bit of the craft. Um, so we start on this kind of like a, a dinner party. These, you know, elderly women, there's four of them. They're getting together. They're playing gin rummy. They're making spaghetti sauce. It's all adorable. And then this very like sketchy looking guy, um, you know, knocks on the door and when they open it, he pulls out a gun very just brazenly <laughs> and they all start screaming and he, he's, he wants their valuables, but they don't have anything. There's like, you know, four elderly women. So he makes them, he locks them in the basement while he starts to rummage through the house for as many valuables as you, as you can find. And this is when it starts to get a little weird <laughs> because then we're, we're going back and forth between the criminal getting very upset that nothing is valuable enough and like throwing things yeah. around the house. And then we go back to these women and it's very like nuanced. It's very subtle, but they're all talking about how they're about to be murdered and they're finding candles and they're all holding the candles and the next thing you know they're like let's hold hands and that's when all of us started being like what are are they are they witches what is going on and then you know upstairs but the criminal weird things start happening all of a sudden a knife is like thrown off of the counter and flung hits him, at him like flung at him all of a sudden you know the spaghetti sauce starts overflowing <laughs> and like right to where he's walking so he slips and he falls and then it goes back to the elderly woman and we're starting we're like maybe they're accidentally like summoning something but then it hits to them talking to like a dark spirit <laughs> Mark, yeah. I was like Mark oh I gosh. wrote this down Mark goes yeah, it's kind of unclear if they're doing witchcraft on purpose or if they're accidental <laughs> yeah. witches and, and then, literally right after that they start chanting Oh, spirit of darkness. darkness. (laughs) But again, all of these very sweet elderly women. Yeah. And then our question was answered. Yeah. Right away. And so pretty much, you know, we hear really quickly and, you know, a little exposition heavy voiceover at the end. And so we hear that there was a passerby who, you know, heard a ruckus, came in, found the criminal unconscious, you know, uh, unlocked the elderly women from the basement. And they're like, we have no idea how he got here. But then neighbors apparently said lots of weird things always happen at 
at that house and that they believed that they were witches. So this oh story is asking us to believe, is it, it so possible much. that a guy broke into a house and he happened to break into the wrong house full of witch, old old lady witches. Old lady witches. <laughs> and what stuck out to you guys in this one? Everything. It was so good. These women so were the good. most adorable witches I have so ever seen in my life. It was great. There was a shot oh back God. to them at some point after we were like, ambiguous? <laughs> like, are they accidental witches? <laughs> Cut to Spirit of Darkness and then a top-down shot of there is a full-on pentagram on the floor. <laughs> yeah. All the signs there. were there. <laughs> I bet there's stuff in the dialogue that if we rewatched it, they would, I was, would it was a, it. It was an odd production design stand, uh, decision to have that thing of pots and pans yeah that, then that, I, that eventually fell that on him fell on him <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like that? one of these old kitchen racks that's oh, yeah. like attached yeah. and hanging from yeah. the ceiling with pots and pans hanging yeah. he but slips on the, the spaghetti sauce like a home alone <laughs> moment and the whole rack falls on him does that so detail strange. throw you Muhammad? it just all felt very mm. like Joe Pesci and, <laughs> and uh, Daniel Stern in yeah. the best possible the way. Oh, I mean, it was God. great, but I mean, it just felt very just. Jesse, silly. what's the kernel of truth in this one? Kernel of truth: guy breaks into a house. I don't know. Some old ladies beat the shit out of him, <laughs> yeah. possibly, um, and then, or maybe I would love he to see that. he cuts himself while he's searching, which is simple. He could have broke a vase. He did throw something and there was a comical crashing sound. He could have cut himself. He The spaghetti was boiling on the stove so it could have boiled over. He could have slipped. Right. The yeah. fact that we loved this one so much. Yeah, yeah. it means the writers loved it too yeah. when they yeah. wrote it and yeah. they were yeah. proud of it. Yeah. I wanted yeah. it to be true Old so lady badly. witches? I don't know. Oh my I don't gosh. Know. Well, let's go head on to predictions. Let's find out what we all believe. First up, Tiffany, what do you think? Fact or fiction? I, I, I do think it feels too too writery and too darling and lovely. And so I'm going to say fiction. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Something about this strikes me as not true at all, but <laughs> something that could have been told as a true story from a local neighborhood. So I'm going to go fact. Mark. This does not seem like it happened. And it feels like it's written. <laughs> But I really want to believe in cute old lady witches. So I'm going to say fact. Whoa. We're just going to continue as the show goes on to try to make our predictions sound like they're going one way more and more and then switch them. Switch it. Yeah. The old switcheroo. I'm going to say fact is what I might say <laughs> if I believed it, but I don't fiction. It's very Simpsons. Uh, very yeah. confusing. All right, Muhammad. It's a fiction. It's a fiction for sure. Kyle. I really feel like the writers were like, hey, we haven't done witches yet. Uh, let's do one of those stories. Let's make them old witches. That'd be fun. And a home invasion. Yeah. Fiction. <laughs> All right. Let's flip a coin. No. Whoa, Whoa my wow. God. Light broken. That was quite a high flip. But it's fiction. All right, guys. All right. We've all logged our predictions for all five stories. In a moment, we're going to find out which stories are fact and which stories are fiction. Stay with us. Hello? Hey Mark, it's Chris. Oh, hey Chris, what's up? How's the how's the wedding? Oh, it actually doesn't start for a few days. They're just prepping it. Oh, right. Uh so what's yeah, up? I was just Oh, I was just wondering how the show was going today. Oh, um, it's thank you. It's going uh, great. Muhammad is an awesome guest, and there's been some crazy stories. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, was just out of curiosity, was there anything sort of ghost related? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, well, there was this one thing. Um, I don't. It's not a really a big deal. Like, I think we figured it out actually. Mm, 
I don't know, Mark. This sounds like the perfect time for a segment of Chris's Ghostly Minute. Okay, just tell me what happened. Yeah, okay. Um, so so anyways, uh, and yeah, in segment one, there was the ghost of this race car driver who came back to save another race car driver from getting in a car crash. Um, so basically, the question came up, can ghosts haunt or connect themselves to people in addition to places? Oh, I see. Okay, well, the best way to answer that is to understand the different types of apparitions. So for example, a residual haunting aren't apparitions at all. They're just stored energy stuck in different places. Mm-hmm. So you might hear crying or you might hear footsteps. Either yep. way, it's just energy impressions stuck on a loop. Some call them imprints. So you know how like you put metal in fire and it stays hot long after? It's kind of the same theory. So in that way, residual hauntings provide sort of a window into the past. You're psychically seeing something that's okay. Like okay, yeah, that totally, um, that totally makes sense. Thank you so much for clearing that up. I think we got it. Oh, now. but that doesn't sound like the situation you described. The situation with the race car driver sounds like an interactive or an intelligent apparition, which is mm-hmm. where the spirit is aware of its surroundings. And those totally. don't know necessarily if they're dead or if they're not, but they do have some power. They mm-hmm. can move small objects or try to talk to you. They might reach out and touch you even. Their main purpose is basically just to communicate. Okay, okay to Chris, Chris, um, thank you. But seriously, if you continue to go on, I'm literally going to jump out a window. Oh, well, what's interesting about that is if you did jump out the window and happen to die, you'd likely become what people call a crisis apparition. So usually... This okay, okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Will somebody please cue the music? Chris's Ghostly Minute. All right, let's find out. Which stories are fact, which stories are fiction? Story number one. This was Redline. This was a story about the old-timey race car that saved the new-timey race car driver's <laughs> life. I think it's fact. Kyle, you think it's fact as well. Everyone else, Tiffany, Mark, and Muhammad, you guys think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. <laughs> Muhammad looks so giddy over there. I love it. <laughs> You're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> This story have possibly happened. According to our research, it happened to a driver on the West Coast. Oh, come on. Wow. Fact. (laughs) According to our research, uh, you know, uh, some guy said something. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. Do you guys ever, do you guys, I mean, this is clearly before the internet. So, I mean, do you guys ever Google? Kyle is our is our is our research guy. Uh, we will we will get to those. I have yeah. circled episodes where it's like no fucking yeah. way. Uh, let's go ahead on to story number two. Two sisters. This is the one about the sister who was in her own lifetime movie <laughs> and then moved in on the husband and wore the wedding dress and died of embalming poisoning or al- yeah. allergy. Because apparently she couldn't wash the dress. Well, you, you, you could, could you could dry, dry, dry clean it. You could dry clean it. You could dry clean it. Dry clean it. Mark. Yes. You think this is fact. Oh, right. Everyone else thinks it's fiction. I'm not so sure that's how it went. <laughs> Let's find out what the truth is. According to published reports, this one was inspired by an actual event. Oh. Oh. What? Fact. Whoa. He wasted no time. And did he say wow. public deports? Did <laughs> anyone else hear that? Public I heard, wow. according to public deports. <laughs> Holy! Yeah. Co- I, 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 what's this is yeah. enraging. <laughs> I don't have more information. It's well, just, it's like, why did I agree to this? <laughs> this is not right. What I will say is that, yeah, did some? You know, we said this. Like, did someone die of embalming poisoning? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead on to story number three. This is called Eclipse. This is the one about the werewolf who okay. said he was a werewolf, and then it turned out apparently. He was a werewolf. Um, Kyle, Tiffany, you guys believe in werewolves. Myself, Muhammad, and Mark, 
We think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story inspired by an actual event? Not this time. Oh, not this time. Fiction. The way well, he said three. that was so insulting. It was very kind of... <laughs> no. Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> did, you, did you believe this? You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to story number four. This is called The Icebox. This is the one about the... The ice box. I mean, you know, there was an ice box. There was a guy guy overheated. There was boxes. There were ice. It's it's, it's ice box water breaking. Yeah. Every single person on this podcast except me believes this actually happened. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this one was fact? We played a trick on it. Oh. Fiction. This is really upsetting. <laughs> Welcome to every week of our life. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we submit ourselves to this. Just torture. I can't wait till the, sh- till the show comes back and you're a writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then cut to Muhammad in the writer's room. Guys, this is really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to story number five, which is called The Gathering. All right. I think that the witches are real. And so does Mark. Uh, I want them to be real. Oh, my God. Mohammed, Tiffany, and Kyle, you guys think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Our research shows this one happened on the East Coast. What? Yeah. Fact. Let's go ahead yeah. and do a little brief overview of the scores. We'll Let's tell you who got the lowest, who got the highest. Wow. Starting at the low end, Tiffany, got the you got the lowest. I got the lowest. Wow. Zero. Zero. Zero out of five. So Muhammad, welcome. it's not normally like this. Wow. I've gotten 100 like a couple times. Wow. <laughs> Tiffany, welcome to what I like to call the Losers Club. I'm in it first and foremost. <laughs> I've definitely uh, pioneered. I started the club. Uh, you did. Welcome You've to done the club. really good things with it. I think you really helped. Morale, like, what do you think you know, of the, the curtains? It, you know, they're a bit much. Could keep but out the, the, I eclipse, the eclipse. Moon. Yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of fascinating to like just examining. Like, this is very kind of like present, relevant. When we were coming up with the idea for this podcast, we were saying critical thinking is more important than ever, and I right. think that this show was not even that aware of what it was teaching people who watch this show. Cause you know, you watch this and you're like, okay, now I'm literally, I'm trying to separate out like what is, what is more plausible. And one of my favorite things that my mom and I did when we watched this was even on the fact-based stories, the arguments after it was like, okay, so if they're saying that's fact, I guess this is one possible way right. that it could have been. Right. I, Got the highest score this week with four out of five. Well uh, done. Yeah, thank you. Well done. Before we sign off today, I want to talk really briefly about Here and Now. For people who have not seen the show, what's the kind of the overview? What's the what's the pitch for this show? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think this is this is a family drama with a with a with a kind of mystical, metaphysical, supernatural twist. I mean, it could be on an episode of Beyond Belief, you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it's it's really a, about this progressive family that seemingly did all the right things and made all the right choices, a multicultural kind of diverse family um, that is suddenly discovering that things are not so well. Um, and the show is really just an examination of just how, you know, liberalism is is kind of at a crisis point and it's hard and, you know, living in, in today's America is really difficult and it's, it's just we're kind of experiencing this collective trauma together um for good or bad um and you know look uh, it's the kind of show that's important to be on the air right now it's saying a lot of things about race gender uh ident- sexual identity um, so you're talking about beyond belief uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
it's a conversation that we're all having and it should be on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Here and now, HBO uh-huh. every Sunday. Thank you all for joining this week. Mohammed, thank you for being a guest on thank the show. You. Very fun having thank you, you on. Mohammed. This was so fun. Uh, I'm you still know, upset, but it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll. You'll wake up in a cold sweat one night. Fiction. <gasps> <Yes. laughs> Icebox. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys all for listening, and until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, hey, subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All audio clips are used strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find the show notes, thank you Mark, and links to us on social media. Social media. Social media. You can never say that right. Social media. Social media. Social. Social. Yeah. As well as find show notes and links to us as social social (laughs) as well as find show notes and links to us on social media thanks for listening lady